Hello, everyone. This is Reading with Finest. I am Finest. I'm reading African Myths of Origin today. Today is the second part of the story from yesterday that I read, or earlier today, about 12 hours ago, actually. Uh, Jackie Najembe of the Dula, part one. That was yesterday. Today is part two. I, whew, it was just such a long story that I just I stopped. I'm sorry, guys. It was just, it was late. I thought it was going to be one of those short stories. End up being the probably one of the longer ones I've ever read. Uh, the story was going everywhere, but it's like story of Jackie, the son of Najebi, uh, and the son of Najuro, and how. He would live inside his mother until he was an adult, inside of her stomach, and then come out whenever he needed to help his mother and the people. Uh, his father resented him for that, also didn't like him, so he's been trying to kill him. And there's been all these little stories of how his father's been trying to kill him, him and his, uh, even his fathers and his son, so all his half-brothers have been have been coming at him. Um, yeah, we just got on finishing a part where his father, Najimbi, sent out Jackie to the in the water to go bring to go bring him a crocodile, but he wanted it dead. But instead, Jackie brought it alive, and it's huge. It can eat villages in one gulp, and it's destroying Najibi's village. And Najibi's like, "Get this crocodile out of here, Jackie." And here we are from that point, basically. I'll read a little bit from yesterday, like the last little paragraph, and then I'll go from there. So Jackie summoned another great wave, which lifted the crocodile out of the village and turned it about so that it faced the waters. And then Jackie sent the crocodile on its way into the great waters. This was a second of the creatures that his father had placed about his compound when he first settled in that land. Sometime later, the two older brothers again came to Najuro's hut. Father wants Jackie for another task, they announced. And knowing what the previous task had been, Najuri began to laminate at the dangers facing her son. Don't worry, mother, said Jackie. I can face any challenge my father puts. I shall return to you. Then he followed his brothers to his father's compound. Jackie said, Najimbi, do you see that tall palm tree? He pointed to the tree that he had planted so many years before and on which he had placed a great bird. Notice how thick the clusters of palm nuts are beneath the fronds. I wish you to climb the tree and harvest them. This task is long overdue. Ah, said Jackie, for, now, for he knew that above the forns was the great cambo bird, which his father had placed there, and that the reason the palm nuts grew so thick was that no one could harvest them. The cambo bird would screw, squire, them with his long beak, or fly down and rip them off the trees with his talons. But he would not allow Najimbi to defeat him, and he was sure he could master the bird. Very well, father, he answered. I shall harvest the palm nuts. Do so, said Najimbi. I am going into the village to the men's hut. As soon as he was out of the compound, Jackie rounded up his brothers. Come, he called them. Father has told us to harvest the palm nuts. And so let's get to work. The brothers assemble at the foot of the great palm trees, start staring up at the Ford's fronds, the fronds, which hid the huge bird. 
father said, you alone should do this, protested the older brother. And I say, you shall help me, answered Jackie. If you do not, you shall die. He waved Nag Nagalo over his brother, and they were, uh, they were cowed. They did not dare to disobey. The eldest shuffled up the, to the tree and tied the climbing strip around the trunk. He stepped into the loop and pulled it round his waist. He shifted the cord higher on the trunk and then stepped up, planting his feet firmly against the bark. Again, he shifted the cord. Again, he moved his feet up. But when he was halfway up the tree, the Cambo bird leaned out forward, um, and leaned out over the forest and saw him. Like a flash, the beak darted down and pierced the boy. With a twist of his beak, the bird gutted the boy and the empty carcass fell to the ground by the tree. He did not know how to climb, said Jackie, and threw the body behind the nearest hut. Now you should try, he ordered, putting to the next oldest, pointing to the next oldest, trembling with fear, not daring to disobey. The second boy began the ascent. Soon, too, he lay behind the hut. So it went, all Najabi's children, all those who had beaten Jackie and whose mother were preferred to Najoro. Dang, that's sad. Uh, I must do it, said Jackie, when he had laid the last one on, last on the great heap behind the huts. He dripped a bit of magic potion he had at the trunk of the tree and then slipped the loop around his waist and began the climb. As he went, he tapped Nagolo against the trunk each time he lifted the strap. The Cambo bird looked down over the fronds and saw yet another child climbing the trunk. It stretched out its neck and beak and then thought the tapping and then yeah, and then thought the tapping against the tree trunk bothered it. This child was not like the others. It stirred uneasily on its nest. Jackie reached the top just below the canopy of fronds, the bunches of palm nuts hanging thick and spiky about him. He unsaved his little axe, a tool that he had been born with. Um, and swung it at the first bunch. Shink! The stem was cut clean through, and the bunch fell off the way down to the ground, where it burst, shattering the palm nuts across the courtyard and all over and over the village. With only a few uh, more blows, Jackie harvested the abundant crop. And below him, the palm nuts filled the courtyard and almost covered some of the houses. I must get the bird as well, Jackie said to himself. And he scrambled up through the fronds, fronds until he was perched on top of the tree. But the Campbell bird had taken flight as soon as he landed, laid his hands on the fronds. It soared above him in the sky, but it was not safe there. Jackie pulled from his pouch a piece of vine, one of the magical implements that he appeared at his birth, that had appeared at his birth. He stretched it and whirled it about and then threw it high into the sky. It whistled through the air following the Campbell bird as it soared on the winds. And then it caught the bird and pinned its wings so that the bird plummeted through the air. The vine caught the beak and bound it tightly against the bird's breast. It twisted itself around the talons and pressed them into the bird's feathers. The bird fell, thrust up onto the fronds at the peak of the tree in front of Jackie with his foot. Jackie pushed it off the tree and it fell to the ground far below, landing on a pile of palm nuts. Then Jackie let himself drown 
went down through the fronds, slipped into the climbing rope, and made his way down the trunk. At the bottom, he took the bird, covered with palm oil from the nuts it had crashed in in its fall, and set it fire, fire to it. It burned quickly to cedars, ciders, and Jackie ate some of the ashes and put the rest in his pouch with his other magical instruments. Then he turned to the compound entrance. Najabi had come from the village as soon as the palm nuts began to fly about. Scattered by the fall of the bunches, he found his home awash with palm nuts. He had seen the corpses of his children piled behind a hut. He found the last token of his power being consumed by his strange offspring. He fell down, weakened and faint. Jackie put his father into his hut on a bed and then went into the forest. Then he gathered certain herbs and leaves and roots and, pre and prepared them as he knew how. He returned to the compound and laid the bodies of his brothers out in a row. One by one, he doused the bodies with the compound he had prepared, and one by one they were restored. The part of the the, the parts of that Campbell bird had swallowed, reappeared. The hearts began to beat, <clears throat> the eyes opened, and children rose up. With the failure of the last attempt, this last attempt, Najambi ceased trying to kill his son. And the brothers, although they still disliked the child, they considered a monster, also abandoned their attempts to destroy him. But a current of malice and envy still ran all through conversations with him and they always sought ways to belittle him. Despite his manifest powers, Najumbi gave them fuel one day when he revealed that Jackie was actually Najoro's second born child and that the first, a daughter, had been lost to the spirit that took the form of a chimpanzee. Ah, the second born, said the eldest son when he next greeted Jackie by the waterfront. Jackie was puzzled but said nothing until each of the other children in turn greeted him with the same words. Then he went to his mother. Mother, the children have been calling me second born. What do you what what do they mean by this? Am I the am I the only child in your hut? Am I the only child to to care for you? I cannot tell you what uh, what they mean. Uh, it's a surely it's surely a, some trick. Disregard them. Jackie was not satisfied with the answer. He went to his father who now spent his day sitting in his compound watching the activities of his wives and many sons. My father, Jackie, greeted him. The other sons have been calling me the second born, yet I am the only child in my mother's house. What is the reason for this? You do not know everything, replied Najabi, and his eyes gleamed. You do not know why your mother's hut stands at the water's edge? Away from the compound, you do not know what happened before I married my other wives. You are indeed a, still a child, but you know what happened, said Jackie, correctly guessing that his father wished to be prompted. Indeed, Najuro bore a child, a daughter, and she would take her to the fields. There, a chimpanzee came down from the trees and cared, cared for her daughter. One day, the chimpanzee took her daughter away. We searched for her, but we could not find her. The chimpanzee was a bed of bed emo, a spirit, and it took your sister to the land of the spirits. Perhaps she is still alive there. Jackie understood the hint. Then I must go and look for her. He declared if she lives, she must be restored to her family. <clears throat> this task may be obeyed, even your this task may be on 
even your powers, muttered Najumbi, and turned away. Jackie returned to his mother's hut and stored, sorted through his amulets and charms and powders and, implement, and, and, and implements. His mother asked what he was doing, and he explained for once she did not protest at this adventure, but sat watching him make his preparations. Finally, Nagalo said that he was ready. Jackie walked away from the waters into the heart of the forest, where the trees grew huge and, and all was silent about him in the sunless dark. He followed a path out of the village, and then, guided by Nagalo, followed other paths into the woods. At last, he came to a clearing, nine paths led out of it. Which, which one is the right one? He asked, and Nogalo answered, you must, sort, you, you must sort them. Jackie waved a vine, and it twined around four paths to the left. He waved another vine, and it, twi it twined around four paths to the right. One path lay before him. He stepped forward, and Nogalo spoke. Do you enter the world of the Bedimam, Bedimo, as you would visit another village? Turn around. Jackie turned around. And there before him was a great shining metal gate. He pushed it open, and beyond all was dark. Before you enter, you must protect yourself, said Nagalo. Living humans do not see spirits, but they may smell them. You must make yourself invisible and give yourself the smell of the spirits. Jackie chose the right powder and, and swallowed it a little bit. He became invisible. He rubbed himself with a special gum, and his body took on the smell of the spirits. Then he stepped through the gate and onto the path that led before him. He entered a strange dark land in which paths led over ground on which no grass or trees grew. Nagalo pointed him onto the great paths and he followed them until he began to see spirits dwelling on either side of the path. Several times he encountered spirits walking along the path, paths in other directions in which time they nodded to him in greeting and he wondered why they should greet him. He was not like them. He was not a spirit. He was a living human. He could, how could they mistake him for a spirit? But when he voiced these thoughts, Nagalo reminded him that he had taken the smell of a spirit. He came to a cluster of huts. Nagalo pointed him to one of them, indicating that his sister was inside. He entered and saw not one girl alone, but a dozen, all virtually the same young, attractive, cheerful, well-dressed. Which, which of them is my sister? In, Ignamo, he wondered, and Nagalo helped him with a strategy. I have come to claim my sister, announced Jackie, and the girls lined up in front of him. Choose me, said uh, each of them, their voices musical and tingling. Only one of, only one of you, only one of you is my sister, answered Jackie. I do not know where the other have come from. He waved an antelope horn at me at them, and a bee flew from the horn and buzzed about the room. Eventually, it settled on the elaborate coffer of the girl forth from the left. Jackie stepped forward. You are my sister, Ignamo, he said. You are the daughter of Najimbi Ingno and Najuro, and you were taken from them by a Bedomo. In the, in the form of a chimpanzee, do you wish to return to the land of humans with me? I am your sister, agreed Ignami, and I wish to return. Take me with you. Jackie gave his sister the gum 
with which to rub her body and, and some of the powder which made her invisible. Then they left the hut and followed the path back to the great metal gate that shut off the spirit world. As they passed the gate, it rattled shut. Then they skipped down the forest path back to the village. There is no end to the stories about Jackie La Najimbi and his deeds. He had countless other adventures which he had heard, which be, can be heard and read in other places. Well, I'm interested in reading and learning more about this Jackie La Najimbi. He seems like he has really cool adventures. Kind of reminds me of Avatar Last Airbender. Uh, you know, there's stories, there was so much in it. I enjoyed that. Well, thank you for listening to this two-parter. It was long. Uh, follow me at Everything's Just Fine on Instagram. Uh, hey, 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 read every day. If not, I got you. Boop, ba-da-ba, ba-da-ba-do-da, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-do.